0: Blog Talk Radio
1: deserve it. So claim yours today, good love. Is your relationship everything you want it to be? Are you living a fulfilled, passionate life, empowered with choices that ignite you to the next level? Good love makes your whole life better. So join America's good love doctor, Dr. Brenda Wade, on a journey to your healthiest life yet. A regular on Dr. Oz and Dr. Drew, she's appeared on Oprah, Good Morning America, and is featured in countless publications from USA Today to Essence Magazine. The creator of life-changing Get Unstuck Now, Love, Money, and save seminars she's counseled millions, but today she's here just for you with the hottest topics, guests, and trends. This is Good Love with Dr. Brenda Wade.
0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Good Love Radio. Strap yourselves in. We are going to be talking with somebody who's going to light you up tonight, and we're talking about sex and dating. Yes, it's sex exploration in the digital age tonight, and we're going to talk about this whole new world that's out there. Our conversation is about that intersection where love. And technology meet. Mm hmm, sexting, you know what I'm talking about. Our guest today is perfectly suited to help us navigate sex exploration in the digital age because he is a CNET senior editor and host. We're going to welcome Brian Tong in just a minute, who's going to bring his high energy and somewhat edgy style to us, and he brings it every day on CNET to the web, and he is swimming in tech 24-7, and he's got substance to back up his style. BT, as I like to call him, regularly appears on CBS, CNN, headline news, and local TV stations and radio networks while hosting several of CNET's most popular franchises, including the Apple Bite. All right, BT is here to help us explore the do's and the don'ts of finding love and having love in the hookup culture and what it means for the future of love. Now, right here on Good Love Radio, you know we are always focused on why good love is essential to your greatness. Now, think about that for a minute. Mm-hmm. When you learn to love, it makes you a better person. And we focus on how to identify negative love patterns that might be blocking you from that good love that ultimately you might want after the hookups, and how you can break the chains of what happened back then to be free to experience the love that's available to you or the hookups right now. Okay, let me tell you a little more about Mr. Brian Tong, who graduated from San Jose State University majoring in broadcast journalism. Now that's a school that has produced some very good people. He started his media career as one of the hosts of an Asian-American pop culture TV show called Stir TV that aired nationally for over four years. And you can find him on Twitter. At Brian Tong, where he has nearly 60,000 followers, and you can become one of them if you're not already. All right, everyone, welcome to Good Love Radio, Mr. Brian Tong. Hey, BT.
1: Oh, Brenda, you know what? I'm ready to go sex blurring right now.
0: Sex blurring. All right, (laughs) Brian. So, when you heard we were going to talk about sex and technology, what's the first thing that came to your mind?
1: Well, you know, I think this is right up the alley of really what's on everyone's radar. Right? You know, technology has changed for both better and for worse how we interact with people, uh, how we how we even talk to people, Let's let's say even outside of dating, but, you know, more importantly, how we meet people, how we get to know them. And there's so many different rules of engagement and how people have, you know, there's been an actual cultural shift about how guys interact with women, how women interact with guys now. Um, And vice versa, even, you know, in same-sex relationships, just um, it's changed the dynamics um, more than any time that we've seen before. So this is just all stuff I love talking about, and I think that uh, this is just a perfect topic for your show. And I'm just excited to be here and just to be reunited with you once again, Brett. I mean, you're you're awesome, and I love you. So I got nothing to love for you, Dr. Wade.
0: Thank you. Now, you named all the things we want to talk about tonight. Now, some of you may have to get out your little mobile devices and actually type in some of this information because it's <laughs> important. we got to get some of the don'ts out here, Brian. What are the biggest mistakes that people are making when they do, uh, how can I put it, when they do the techno hookup?
1: The techno hookup. So, are you are you talking about more in relationship to like just like the casual hookup or mm. using these kind of apps to find people? I mean, there's using mistakes an app left to right. find
0: people hooking up. There are all kinds of ways you take it wherever you'd like, BT. Because I know <laughs> how you roll.
1: <laughs> well, let's. I let mean, let's talk about the latest phenomena. And we all have mobile phones, and we all have apps, and everyone interacts with apps every day. And this doesn't. This isn't just about you know. Tinder, which, uh, T-I-N-D-R, which is kind of like the hottest, you know, the latest hooking up app. Uh, there's Grindr. But then there's also more viable ones that are more about, like, trying to meet people through all these dating services like Match.com. You have, like, you know, different um, categories or segments of the population, like Plenty of Fish. And there's all kinds of different ways, you know, to go about finding people. And I think it's created both amazing amazing opportunities but also a lot of confusion at the same time. Uh, You know, if you're looking to hook up with someone, sometimes I don't necessarily think both sides of the, both parties necessarily know that. There might be someone that's actually a little more invested in doing something more serious and the other side may not be. And I think a lot of times, a lot of this gets lost in translation because we tend to communicate now these days through our phones, through written messages, instead of actually hearing someone's voice or talking to them or getting to know them. Um, And that makes it difficult because, Man, expectations could be anywhere. You just don't know what's happening. So I think primarily these things have really changed just how we interact and communicate with each other right off the bat. Yeah,
0: I couldn't agree with you more. And, BT, one of the things you just touched on, and let me just say this, everybody, when you hear somebody's voice, it transmits the emotional state that person is in. We can all read voices. It's very hard to hide who you are and how you feel and whether you're for real or not when you're hearing the voice. Now, by the way, you can join the conversation by calling us at 347-989-0776. That's 347-989-0776. Or Facebook us, Dr. Brenda Wade. Tweet us, Dr. Brenda Wade. We would love to hear from you, and I will tell you In just a minute, we're going to take our first question, which somebody sent in when they found out you were going to be on the (laughs) show tonight, Brian. We've already got one. I love it. it, I love it. It's a goodie. So one of the problems you identified is it's hard to communicate clearly via technology. What are some of the worst techno fumbles that you've heard people have committed using technology to date or hook up or whatever we're going to call
1: it? What are the worst techno fumbles? I th- I think that more than anything, I don't even know if it's a, if necessarily considered the worst, but I think there's a lot of like, a lot of people aren't uh, deliberately are not direct when you deal with online messaging. So for example, let's, let's throw this out to people. I'm sure everyone, and this goes for both sides, has received some sort of a message from someone that says, I hope I can hang out with you soon. You know, if it can work out, it's very, you know, Let's say, I hope to see you soon. I'm not sure when I can, but let's try it. Let's try to work something out. That is very ambiguous. That's very like, oh, okay, if if there's yeah, an opportunity and I'm free. Yeah, that is lukewarm. Yeah, and, and if happen to be free, like let's try – that automatically out of the gate, out of the gates, whether someone is saying that to me in front of my face or writing that to me in person, I'm already turned off. I'm already like, no, like, you know, we – I think everyone wants someone who at least – can, whether it's, you know, whether, and like I said, the dynamics have changed, whether it's the female or the male or in same-sex relationships, you need someone kind of to set the tone or someone to kind of take up the mantle and kind of set the direction of where things are going. And I've been, trust me, I've been on both sides of the coin where I've taken more direction or where I've been very ambiguous. And when, when if there's no feeling like, hey, this is, whether it's for a hookup or even for let me get to know you, when you leave it, that very ambiguous, lukewarm uh, temperature, it's it's already starting off on. The it's wrong.
0: a turn off. No, that that would turn me off right away because either you want to see me or you don't, and you have to make it clear. Now, when people do that, there are two reasons I've discovered. One of them is the person is afraid of rejection, so they don't come right down front and say, "I want you. I want to see you. Are you free?" So they leave it kind of, ah, eh, then 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 maybe maybe not. And then the other Mm -hmm. reason is they really just are not for real. They don't mean it. They don't mean it. Okay, I'm going to give you the first question, BT.
1: This one came in
0: even before we started the show. It says, how honest do I have to be on my online dating, tender, for example, profiles, so I can appear as attractive as I can be while staying true to myself? Hmm, Should I lie about my interests and background just so I sound more interesting than I really am? So I want to be true to myself, and should I lie? What do you think, (laughs) PT? You
1: know, I think this, this, you know, the person who's writing this message, and thank you so much for even, you know, interacting and being a part of this with us, I I get a sense that this person may not necessarily feel super confident enough about themselves. And I, I think that's one of the biggest things that I, you know, over time have grown with and learn about is like you know you have to kind of figure out what are your strengths and what are your weaknesses and not be afraid of them, but be confident in both of those things and it's okay to not be the best at something, and it's also okay to be the best at something and embrace that and I think when someone is creating a profile, look someone is going to either go for it or not, and there's no reason for you to be um you know kind of not not be direct about who you are because guess what those things that your best at and those things that you shine the most at are what's going to attract people the most. And so I say, hey, you know, throw out there what you feel comfortable with. But there's no reason to try and you know not be who you are. And I know a lot of people do that online, and that's one of those things that has made online dating difficult. Is that being true to yourself and being comfortable with that, and letting that and being able to broadcast that. I think that's one of the most important things to me. When I when I you know I I am in a relationship right now. And uh, I, mean, I mean, I'm engaged now, but that's a really strong thing to be comfortable. Yes, Aww. I know. I forgot to
0: tell you. Congratulations, know. <laughs> Rocket, and I mean, we, Aww, we can talk about wonderful. that just
1: because, you know, I've been in a long-distance relationship, and technology has allowed us to, to do that. And please, people that are listening that can hear this right now, I'd be more than happy to talk about that stuff. But, again, be confident and be comfortable with yourself and broadcast what, the best things about you and let, hey, you know what? You don't want someone that doesn't want the good things about you, and you don't want someone that doesn't want the bad things about me. That's exactly so. right.
0: You're right on the money, BT. I could not agree with you more. And by the way, how you begin it is how you're going to end it. So, if you start out being dishonest, it's going to end in dishonesty. So, come down front, start it the way you want it to go. Oh, all yeah. right, BT, got a really kind of touchy question. How's a lot of people are sexting you know and we've got the nude photos out there and we know that people can break in even steal your photos out of the cloud we had the whole big thing about you know the various actors and celebrities whose nude pictures mm-hmm. are circulating what do people do if they want to send their nude photos how do you protect yourself <laughs> <laughs> or oh, you do you like just not as send as those as naked as photos
1: are you asking as if i have sent one of those pictures before? I'm sure you, <laughs> sure you haven't, BT. <laughs> of course. Let me tell you about my friend that has. All right. Go right ahead. We and want what to I've, hear about this friend. And what I've told that person to do. <laughs> so I was just saying, look, if you're going to send anything like that, fine. Send it. Now, you have to be aware of how your phone works, too. And what that means is whether you are drunk or not, you better learn how to delete everything immediately once it's sent. And you also have to know if you send it, someone else has it, and they can do whatever they want with it. So (laughs) if you're not comfortable with that first step of giving someone something that they can do whatever, however they want with it, then don't do it. I think that that's the most important thing. And, you know, there's been plenty of violations of trust and kind of this you know, this, the sacred bond that you have in any relationship where once people break up, sometimes they feel like it's okay to not only air the dirty laundry, but somehow throw this stuff out there, and it's not. So I'm not saying don't trust the person you love or that you're in a relationship with, but you've got to realize once you give that to someone, it's I almost treat it like fair game, right? Not yeah, that I'm, and not so that I'm basically, what stuff, you're saying is,
0: don't piss off the person who's got your nude photos. Is that what you're
1: saying. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, how how do you look at it, Doctor Wade? Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, I, uh, yeah. Tell me about you your know, friend. Tell me about your friend. Well,
0: my friend really is very, very modest,
1: uh-huh, and you know, uh-huh. my
0: friend, my friend really is about those photos have to be handled with extreme care. Now, not mm-hmm. everybody feels that way. So you have to do what feels right to you. And be. as like Brian said, be aware, once it's out there, you can't take it back. You can delete it from your phone, but it's going to live on in perpetuity forever. Okay, so we got the nude photos. You just have to know that you've got to be prepared. It can go either way. If there's a breakup, you can't really say, Um, text me back my phone. It doesn't (laughs) work that way.
1: (laughs) No, unfortunately, uh, technology does not work that way. I think, though, one one of the things that has been, you know, I'm kind of in this um, middle, I'm in the middle of the new generation and the old generation. And what I mean by that is, like, I love tech. I have been around it forever. I embrace technology, but I also push myself away from technology at times. And this, you know, and I'm, you know, this new generation that is using these pictures and, you know, participating in it, the thing is that par- part of giving yourself to someone like that so early sets a tone of their how what how they perceive you. Yeah. You know, if you're gonna send like a picture like that to someone right out of the gates, even to attract them or to entice them, whether you're a male or female, that's gonna set the tone of the relationship right out of the bat and, you know, being I'm not saying I'm old school, but I'm I am saying like there there's there's a point of saving something about yourself. There's a point of this whole topic. in The name of the show, Good Love. You know, save
0: some surprises. You,
1: you can't give them dessert before the appetizer. You know.
0: Right now, unless now, let's be clear. There is a place. You're grown ups, everybody. I'm sure most of the people who are listening to, uh, to us tonight are over 18. Okay, so you can <laughs> decide. What I really want is a hookup. I'm not looking for a relationship. And if that's the case, be my guest. Just let the other person know, hey, you know, let's have some fun. Let's hook up. I'm not ready for love, and are you down for this? The key thing here, now let me just throw in a little tiny bit of statistics. You guys, you need to know this. 78% of women who have a sexual hookup with somebody they – had loaned for less than three weeks, there's a marker, three weeks, regret having sex and feel used. Okay, we would have expected that stat, I think, but what about this one? 60% of men feel guilty because they think they've used the other person sexually. So huh. be be ready, be ready. You know, if you're going to have sex, there is a part of us, and i got to speak as a love doctor here, there is mm-hmm. a part of us as a rule that feels vulnerable, has to, you know, have an intimate connection with another person. Be ready for that. Be responsible. It's kind of like, you know, drinking. Be responsible.
1: It's true. It's absolutely it's true. true. I you think, like you know, that. That, that is – say what?
0: Do you like that? It's like the dessert. Oh, oh, yeah,
1: for sure, for sure. You know, the thing, though, about that point is that the uh, 60% of um, men feel guilty – I, I think that also could possibly be correlated to not only how these, those guys feel, but when they realize the impact of the damage that they've done to the other person, that's why they feel guilty.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly, because a lot of women think, ah, men just want to get laid and they don't care. Yeah. Actually, I'm not going to bore you with more stats, but most men <laughs> do care. Okay, we've got another question, BT. All right. This one is from Let's a woman. Work. She says, I'm 29 years old. My name is Angie. And I'm tired of hookups. Where do I find the real thing?
1: Hmm. Wow, that's a that's a that's a good question. I think that, you know, when I think about when I hear the and trust me, she's not the only one because I hear about this from plenty of my female friends. You know, beautiful, amazing women that are single in San Francisco. And I think it sounds bad. And I'm not. Don't get me wrong. I'm not putting any blame on anyone here. But I think sometimes, and in my own situations in my life when I've had trouble, whether it's meeting people or keeping a solid relationship, I've always looked at myself and I'm the common denominator. And I'm not saying that we are, you can always, I'm not telling this, this woman, this young lady, God, that you know she what? is the reason to blame. you know I that
0: too, BT. I'm always the common denominator too when it's not working out.
1: Hmm. You know, it's and it's, sometimes it's hard to face the music and it doesn't mean that she's being too, uh, you know, to me the word even saying like... Um, what is it? Not provocative, not even loose, but like that just word doesn't apply to me almost anymore. Cause it's like, that's such a silly throwaway word. But yeah. for, if she's feeling this way, you know, there's this, it sucks because, you know, there's this line between like gaining a guy's attention, but not getting his attention so much that all he cares about is getting in your pants. And it sometimes comes down to like, where you, where you choose to hang out, like who you're hanging out with and how you're meeting these people. And a lot of my friends that have, you know, kind of felt the same way that she does, that are also opposed to online dating. But I've I've been the first person. Man, I did online dating, like, before it was even, like, a real, like, normal yeah. thing. It was like a Yahoo personal back in, like, 2000 and maybe, geez, 2005 maybe? I mean, a long time ago. And so for her, I think the challenge is whether it's opening up her mind of new places to meet people but also kind of not doing what she's been doing because it just isn't working.
0: That's right. If you want a different result, you've got to do something different. Now, what we think about, we bring about. So Angie, start thinking about what you really want. And if you want somebody who's ready for a relationship, ready for love, go to the places those people go, whether it's online or whether it's live and in person. Get really clear. And I really like to have people write it down because when you write it down, you're forced to get very clear. When you see it mm-hmm. on the paper, like, do I really want that? Do I really, really, really? So do that, Angie. And then, Brian, are there any sites that have a higher hit rate than others when it comes to people finding partners?
1: Well, you know, it, it depends because, like, certain sites, okay, obviously, like, Tinder and Grinder is, is typically a more hookup type of app. Now, even Match.com, when you look at all the websites, Match.com does, you know, talk about their success, but they are typically, you know, amongst peers known for hooking up as well. Now, if you had to say which, you know, what are some of the, uh, you know, ones that are more relationship-based, quite honestly, although I think it sometimes takes the spontaneity out of it, and I have used in the past, eHarmony is like, their kind of premise is like if you're looking for a relationship, this is the site to go to, and the results kind of, lean towards that. There are some sites that are a little more, you know, geared towards people of the same yeah, now the religion. The problem with
0: e harmony, aren't they all so very
1: homophobic? Yeah, you know, I I you know, I shouldn't say that I shouldn't apply that to yeah, to all couple you know, to all couples. It's it's hard because each of these sites kind of have their own kind of audience that they cater to. And so I you know, I I would yes, you're right because they are rooted in uh, you know, in the in, in faith-based origin, but then it's not accepting as accepting as other sites are for same-sex relationships.
0: Okay, so you're just correct. be aware of that. If you're a same-sex couple, you're out there, or a person who's LGBT and you're looking for love, you won't look on eHarmony, but there are a lot of sites that are for same-sex dating. So do look, and I encourage you, because you know what? One last statistic, 55% of people who meet and who form lifetime partnerships actually meet online. Now, that's hmm, a pretty that's interesting statistic, yeah. That's
1: I, a big I one. did not know that, honestly.
0: Yeah, so it's it's big. So that is a good place to look just because, you know, there's a larger pool. Forgive me, larger pool position, everybody. You know, it's not like you're going to go hang out in a bar, necessarily meet that right one. So what I just others? don't think people
1: should be... Oh, sorry. Go ahead.
0: No, no. Fire away.
1: I just don't think people should be intimidated by the fact that the reality is that dating has and always been, to a certain degree, a numbers game. And, like, don't... You know, there... Yes, there are, like... Trust me. I'm, like, your first hopeless romantic that you will ever find, like, from day one. But don't don't be turned off the idea of, like, oh, it's just... There's so many people out there. I'm not going to find the one one. I don't think that you should get so caught up on that idea. You've got to really... Let go of some of those things that you've thought what the movies and storybooks told you about love, and just throw that stuff out the door. <laughs> Right? Let's okay, you know what about I that. say.
0: Love, great love, and we call it good love around here is a learned, a learned yes. skill. You got to learn about love. That's why one of our tenets is good love is essential to your greatness because when you learn better, you do better. So, Brian, what is your very worst nightmare when it comes to people dating, hooking up, whatever, using technology in the realm of love?
1: What's the worst?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, this is, you know, this could apply to people in relationships. You know, like, you know, there's, you hear plenty of stories about like scandals of people like, you know, text messaging other people. I mean, that's, that's more like a breach of trust. I think more than, you know, whether it's tech or technology or not technology, it's always about It's always about trust once you're in an actual relationship, you know, and being able, if that trust is breached, whether it's through technology or not, I think that would probably be the scariest, most painful thing. And trust me, like I've experienced that and it's not good. And it's like, you know, trust is hard to rebuild. And can two people do that? Yes, absolutely. You know, but is it easy? Absolutely not. And most of the time it doesn't work out that way. But yeah. I think any violation of trust, technology-based or not, is always is always the greatest fear in any relationship. I and mean, I think everyone has been hurt at least once. And for those who haven't, you are lucky dogs and cats.
0: Uh, well, let me put it like this. If you haven't, your turn is coming because it's <laughs> part of life. I'm sorry. I don't mean it in a really evil sort of way, but it's part of life. You know, we get our feelings hurt, and then we get to say, now, what part of me? participated in that, and how do I make sure I learn better in the future? So Mm -hmm. if you've been hurt because somebody breached your trust online, you're going to have to look at what in me chose that person. It could be, you know, it was a bounce-back relationship. I was hurting from something else. I went there. It could be I was just lonely and horny, and I went there. Whatever Mm -hmm. it is, there is a place for us to take some responsibility, and I'm speaking from experience. Absolutely. those moments of loneliness and weakness, we have all gone there. So be very aware. Otherwise, you get into a victim state, and then you start feeling bad about yourself. We don't want that. Now, <laughs> the other thing I'm curious about, and we get a lot of questions about this, people are using apps like Tinder and Grinder, and I have had people come to our seminars, come to me as private clients, In tears,
1: in Mm -hmm. tears,
0: because they had somebody actually say to them, wow, you're amazing, let's get together, and they have this great, compelling conversation, and then at the end of the night, it was really only about sex, and they never hear from that person again. So it's a way to to weed those people out to protect yourself.
1: Well, you know, what it comes down to is, you know, on a first date, like, talk can be cheap, and I've always been a proponent of, like, you know, show me that you value me, show me that you trust me, you know, I've been in relationships, or dates that, that went off that way, and trust me, I'm not with those people, you know, I'm no longer with any of those people, and I'm talking about from both sides of the coin, and it's, you know, worse unfortunately, the way things have evolved into a more, like, instant gratification, instant satisfaction, not only through an app, but through our interactions and dealings. It's all, you know, you almost call it like that whole ADD generation. Like you can't, your attention can't be fixated on one point longer than, geez, five or ten seconds anymore. Mm
0: -hmm. If you you really want
1: to be able to, you almost have to break those bonds or break those ties and be counterintuitive to what is going on around us to be able to be like, okay, let me slow down this person is saying great things about me. Well, you know what? I'd like them to say great things about me the second time. And maybe they'll say great things about me the third time and we'll get to know a little bit more about each other and I'll hear more great things. And so I think there's, a, there's something to be said about, look, if you're there to hook up, you're there to hook up. But if you are there as a person, don't get seduced by words all the time, you know, let them show it to you. I always like show me, you know, you talk is cheap. I mean, Man, it is cheap.
0: cheap. It's very cheap. Exactly right. And what are the success stories that you know about people who are using technology in their love lives? What are the good things about technology? You talked a little bit about you staying connected to your sweetie pie now (laughs) fiancé. I
1: know. My goodness. Isn't that uh, crazy?
0: I love it. No, you know. I love it. I love it. I love it.
1: (laughs) You know, I, there's, the thing about it is, use technology as a tool to strengthen your relationship. Use it as an accessory to the relationship, but don't use it to as the basis or the foundation of the relationship. And so, if you're meeting someone online, I have plenty of friends who met online. I have a couple friends specifically who met online and ended up getting married, but you don't. But their relationship wasn't revolving around this whole like. Technology piece, and if you are, if you tend to be communicating with your significant other through technology more than you are in person, then you need to kind of change that. Like we get lost in in the grind, and technology is a tool, as an accessory. But don't let it be the driving force or the main communication link between you and your significant other. I I think that's absolutely hurtful. Um, it doesn't help, and you lose you. You really lose a sense of intimacy of just words instead of texting messages on a phone.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I I totally agree. I was talking to a couple recently where she lives overseas, he lives here in the States, and they make Skype dates. But Mm -hmm. when she's on the run because she's working in Europe, she can't always be available for Skype. And this caused Mm -hmm. a big rift in the relationship. So my advice, your advice, what would you say to them?
1: Well, you know, with the distance being a factor, I think that the reason why my, you know, my long-distance relationship worked out is, A, you know, there we had our rough times, don't get me wrong, but, you know, you have to, anyone who's looking to pursue a long-distance relationship or is in a long-distance relationship, you've got to be able to close the gap. And what I mean by that is, like, it's okay to, you know, not be able to see the person, but, you know, some people don't see each other for once every two or three months, I'm just saying you've got to close that gap. Try to make it once a month at the very least. I mean, me and my my lady, she, we uh, I see her every other week minimum now. And as the longer our relationship got, we had to close that gap of distance more and more because that was the only way that we were going to grow. And that has to be a reality of every relationship. You know, there has to be some sort of end game or end point where like, okay, are you going to be in the same place? Are you going to meet together? Are you going to close that gap? Because if not – it's futile to just be in a long-distance relationship that has no definition of like how are we actually going to make this really, really work in real life.
0: Yeah, that makes sense, and I certainly know lots of modern couples where one person lives in New York, one lives in L.A., and they do have it laid out where we're mm-hmm. going to have three three-day weekends every month, and they make mm-hmm, mm-hmm. For that, and then they align their vacations and they align their holidays. And they have it as much as they can booked out. So there's a little thing on your phone called the calendar. And you're <laughs> gonna to wanna to access that. If you're in a long distance relationship, you wanna make it work. Now, B T the other thing that I think is so cool about technology, um, is that it can enhance your sex life, can't it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I hear heard you laughing.
1: I heard I heard that, Doctor Wade. <laughs>
0: So what what things might people want to consider that could be enhancement? Since we're doing sex exploration tonight, <laughs> are, we,
1: are, we go, are we going are we going caves exploring now?
0: <laughs> if you say so, <laughs> those no, are I mean, other are you, people are you about, met,
1: those other people are you oh met. Oh yeah, my friends. Are you talking about from like a long distance perspective, or are you just talking about in general?
0: I'm talking about both.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Look. Um, I mean, be comfortable with yourself. I mean <laughs> Well, I I shouldn't even worry about it 'cause no one's gonna no one's gonna attack me about this there. Look, if you have <laughs> like if you want to talk about using technology to your advantage. You know, if you're long distance some people honestly don't feel comfortable about, you know, doing, you know, special video calls to each other over the internet and that's fine. If you just can't do that, you can't, but it is different, and don't knock it unless you tried it, is what I always say. Yep,
0: yep. Amen to,
1: like, Amen to that. Amen to
0: that, brother.
1: You know, it's, a, it's a good love is a learned experience. Well, let me tell you, that's a learned experience right there.
0: Okay, so those special video calls, that's one way. What about in general? Because, you know, we've talked about people who have their Facebook posts and all kinds of things going while they are – shall we say in the act (laughs) (laughs) like you mean
1: people checking facebook or like posting stuff like those people are lame (laughs) you can't do that you can't do that crap like if your mom calls you and it's an emergency fine i'll let you take that i'll let you take that call fine but otherwise those those phone i mean quite honestly me and my lady was like the phone's go away and are on silent, because even when it like buzzes, it's like a distraction. Like, It don't. is a distraction, yeah. So annoying. And how many people's phones buzz for the dumbest things? Oh, here, you need to buy more credits to play freaking uh, Candy Crush. No, that's not going to get in the way of my life. I'm sorry. It might <laughs> for someone else.
0: Okay, so this, this is, is manage your technology and put it on a leash so you can have true intimacy.
1: Put it away. It means
0: you're really there. You're really focused. And when you're focused and you're really there, what that says is, I truly care about you. And if that's the message you want to send, that's a great message. If you don't want to send it, then, okay, you're going to have a hookup and that's the end of it. We're done. Yeah. We're done with you. Okay, last question. (laughs) We just got another question here. Oh, I love it. Okay. Thank you. Um, This person puts their name in quotes. Don. Okay, Don in yes. quotes. We know it's not really you, Don, but thank you for the question. Don, Hi, Don. wants to know, yeah, Don wants to know the best site to meet a, a
1: hot woman. Okay. <laughs> the best site to meet a hot woman? Yeah. Man, I mean, just pure, well, that, that's, uh, okay. <laughs> Brian I'm only said, I hung up because, my spurs. I'm not doing that anymore. <laughs> yeah. I'm only befuddled because, like, trust me, everyone's definition of hot is different. Like, my definition of hot is different from someone else's definition of hot. If all you're looking for, like, is he is he or she saying that they just want a good-looking person to go out on a date with?
0: Oh, 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 I know the site. I know the site.
1: Oh, no. That's what, what is the it? one
0: where they vote whether you are hot enough to go on the site. Remember that one, the Darwin site? Oh,
1: yeah. And everybody oh,
0: yeah. there gets to vote on you. Oh, that's such a terrible – okay, I, let me be honest. It's such a terrible idea.
1: It's just terrible. Yeah, it's DarwinDating.com. It's DarwinDating.com. Darwin Darwin okay. So about all you want
0: – now, here's the thing, Don. You have to be hot enough to be on the site, too. You might get shot down, but go right ahead. Be my guest and be BT's guest.
1: Yeah, I mean, take your chances and see what happens and let Dr. Wade know what happens because I'm very curious. If you get access to that site, will those people be hot enough based on your standards? I don't know. I mean, yeah,
0: let's... yeah. And if everybody's thing there is I want to be hot and you have to be hot to be here, uh, oh,
1: goodness. Okay,
0: if that's all you're interested in, you're in good company there, Don. So we have no judgment. <clears throat> Bless you. Move on. Okay, <laughs> PT. PT, Final yes. words, final words. We're coming into the home stretch. There are yes. people in our audience who are single, who are lonely. It's the holidays. There's nothing they'd like more than to have a date on New Year's night. What are they man,
1: doing? well, I will give them my advice because I was. But I never
0: forgot to mention, and they're horny. <laughs> Sorry. Oh,
1: oh, man, they're horny. Okay, <laughs> well, that's that's different. Well, here you go. There's there's really two easy ways to do this. Now, me myself, I was like single on New Year's night. Like, man, I feel like ninety percent of the time, like where where I've had New Years, um, when I was actually you know grown up enough to go out and do it on my own. I, I think that. The the thing that, okay, if you want to hook up and you're horny, that's actually really easy to do. Just find the drunkest person and talk to them. And that (laughs) is how you can spend your New Year's night and New Year's morning. But, you know, I think also the holidays, and I've seen this with my friends, like, don't get caught up in this whole, like, I'm alone. Like, you're not alone. Like, you know what? You have hopefully you have a few single friends. And if you don't, your friends should still be cool with you and be there for you. Like, I I don't know. I've just been the type of person who has found things to keep me occupied and entertained that enhance my life, and I've never worried about being single. I didn't care about being single because at the end of the day, I want to be happy with who I am and with myself, and I'm not going to worry about what doesn't exist not making me happy right now.
0: There you I go. I think that,
1: that confidence breeds – breeds actually people to be attracted to you. So
0: Exactly you know, right. That's exactly right, BT. The most attractive people are the ones who are attracted to themselves.
1: <laughs> oh, I'm very attracted to myself. No, I'm just kidding.
0: <laughs> Good. I'm, I'm happy to kidding. hear that. Okay, I'm so kidding. That is not me at all. We a question coming in. we got one more quick question that just came in. Good. Me, I love this. Let me just get it up here. Okay, coming in again. Via Facebook, no name on this one. Clearly from okay. a woman. She says, "I am one of those people who's been hurt by men on Tinder. I've signed off. I will never go. Let's see, ne- never
1: go tendering." She says again. Now mm-hmm. what? Now what? Well, I think mm-hmm. a. You know what? I think it's it's good of her to recognize where it's not working for her. I think sometimes people don't do that and it just keeps them in this vicious cycle and it just sucks. It just doesn't work. So cut out the fat, right? Step one, she's already moved on like from that and that's a good thing. So I applaud I applaud her for that. That's a big deal. Not everyone can do that quite honestly, you know? It's like you get you get those feelings where you want it you want someone that are all near you and you like go back to those sites. So good. Cross that out. The next thing, it's hard when people say, "Oh, where should I go find people?" Because, you know, I don't. I've never, unfortunately, I'm not unfortunately. I've never tried to seek out people. I just, you know, because I've just kind of lived by being an open book. I've just had spontaneous, you know, moments with people that, whether it was for dating or just for friendship, they just happen, and I let it organically happen. Now, if she's really looking for some somewhere online dating, you know, I, I'm still not opposed to com at all. I'm really not. You know, it's it's just one of those sites that when you say everyone's using it, that's okay that everyone's using it and maybe you'll find someone you like. Exactly. But when people get caught up...
0: Strength you know, in numbers. Strength in numbers, right?
1: I just feel like people get... Here's the thing. People get caught up like, oh, I'm not finding the type of person that I like. Quote, unquote. If you have a type but that type hasn't worked out, then you probably should change your type. Woo! You know, I'm...
0: There you go. Really
1: like? Yes. I've the people I've dated are all completely different from each other because I've never had a type, you know. And you know I've been fortunate and lucky enough now to find someone that I do want to spend the rest of my life with. But it's I've never had a set guideline, and some of my buddies might have made fun of me for that. But I don't care what people say. I don't care what people do. It's it's
0: all about. Don't care what other people say or think. Get out there and be your authentic self whether it's online or in person, that is what BT is laying down tonight, everybody. This is Brian Tong giving you great <laughs> advice, and I want you to hit him back on Twitter. I love your advice, Brian. My goodness, are you kidding? We're on the same page. You can be the, the what are we going to call you, the digital good love doctor. There you go. New handle for you.
1: Okay, what's that Twitter handle for you, Brian? It's just at Brian Tong, B R I A N T O N G. And uh, you know, I I love I love being your guest. I love, you know, hanging out with you, Doctor Wade. You're you're the best. So, you know, I've got you know I've got nothing but love for you, so.
0: Oh, thank you. And it's mutual. It's mutual. <laughs> so just remember, hooking up in an untimely manner leads to heartbreak, everybody. And you gotta just be straight about all that. Be clear what you want. If all you want is that hookup, go for it. Go for it. And we want to also follow up. If you're looking for good love in 2015, then join me January 10th and 11th for a two-day intensive, intensive workshop, How to Manifest Your Dreams in 2015. And you're going to come away with a very special virtual board that you get to build this is not the same as a vision board it is a virtual experience of what you want so you can hit me back dr brenda wade or send an email to our actual email address send it to love at docwade.com, and we'd love to sign you up for that workshop all right thank you to brian tong once more Please everybody send out a big wave of thanks to our producer Mr. Legrand Green, also to our associate producer Cliff Dunning, and we will be with you again next week for another installment of Good Love Radio. Good night
1: everyone.
0: <laughs> Good night,
1: thanks.